The Effect of the Coronavirus Before I begin, if you'd like any of my sources, please contact me through Discord and let me know. If you're not sure how to do that, I recommend listening to the first episode of this podcast. I'm pretty sure you've heard for almost a year now about the ongoing global pandemic and how traumatic it's been and how it terrorized our overall global well-being. The virus originated from Wuhan province, China, and it was first detected in a 55-year-old man who was from Hubei on the 17th of November 2019. Now, this episode isn't going to be about what the coronavirus is because I'm sure the whole world has already spoken in on it. This is just a mere overview. China's highest number of announced cases was around 59,000 in comparison to the rest of the world, which was around 62 million announced global cases. It really just goes to show how something so small from one case in November sparked to more than 62 million cases today. One of the common things that people think is that the coronavirus is exactly the same as the flu. Well, if I supposedly got the flu, I would infect about 1.3 people on average. If those 1.3 people passed it on 10 times, I would be responsible for 14 cases of the flu. This coronavirus is much more infectious, so let's say I had the coronavirus and I would infect on average around 3 people. See, that doesn't seem like much, but if those 3 people infected people 10 times, then I would have been responsible for infecting 59,000 people. But as a result of the coronavirus, as a planet, we've had a year absolutely like no other. All of us have distanced not only physically, but also socially and mentally. A dramatic change, chaos, has brought us the final personal space that we all desired. A step back to allow an analysis of our lives is finally being granted with this contagious plague. It's really brought into perspective how as humans we value what we have in the given moment. We appreciate things as they come, but forget them as they stay. Have you ever noticed that you've been really excited to buy or get something? And once you got it, you were very happy for a few days, and then lost almost all satisfaction for the desired item? You should say yes, because it's really quite common, and it's also in our biology. The term is called hedonic adaptation, and it is the effect of something called the hedonic treadmill which states that all fulfillment and excitedness of our lives is expressed in the form of a sign graph, if you know what it looks like. It's something that I had an idea about before COVID, but due to the virus, it's been shown to me very vividly. People all over the globe were in different types of lockdowns, but for us in Victoria, we had quite possibly the world's strictest lockdown for almost six months in total. Now. I remember before the lockdown how all my friends and I were praying that there would be a lockdown so we wouldn't have to go to school. Obviously this happened and we were happy for like a week or so and then we were dying of boredom and dissatisfaction. Then school opened back up and the same exact concept happened. We were so excited to see each other and excited to be back. Then after a week everyone was telling me how much they hate school and how they just want to go home. This is a prime example of hedonic adaptation. Look around you at this very moment. 
do you see something of value that you are very happy to have? And now you didn't even notice it at all, even though it was right in front of your eyes. I can almost assure that this has happened to you at least once, and it's so fascinating, right? How something that made you so happy is rendered invisible over time. This doesn't only happen with objects though, it's far more complex when we move our focus to stuff like our health or our experiences which is much more different than the possession of an item. Ever finish something like a holiday, or a day out with friends, or a significant event that you miss almost instantly? Even though you just went through it, don't you wish you could relive it again? The same concept applies. If you're in perfect health right now, you don't even notice or appreciate how well your body's functioning. But if you had a bad cough or a blocked nose, you would instantly miss your normal state. Health is very, very important, and it's sometimes overlooked. Even during the writing of this episode, I was admitted to hospital for a medical emergency, and I can personally testify that having your health affected is a terrible experience. It's not traumatizing since we forget the pain almost less than a day after, but it's excruciating at the time and this is what this concept leads into. Now as a consequence of the lockdowns, as a population, we've been left isolated and alone. Our connections shortened and our happiness has become limited. But we must remember to love, not only one another but ourselves. It's so easy to get lost in our own consciousness and problems these days which is probably the main reason for the decline in positive mental health recently. After a strong analysis of the hedonic treadmill and the value of appreciation, it really brought into perspective how the time and attention that we possess are commodities. We always say stuff like paying attention or spending time. In this life, all we ever have is time and attention. If you continue to listen on to episodes in the future, you'll see that I love talking about time since it's such a fascinating concept to me. But your happiness in your relationship and job satisfaction or almost any other thing is determined by how much time and attention you're willing to give or to sacrifice. Personally, I think that time is more valuable than attention though. Not including what you're doing right now, are you spending your resources, which is time and attention, as well as you could? Is it going to a positive or helpful future or thing? A lot of close-minded people believe that they have heaps of time. Yes, it's definitely true, you do have heaps of time to live, but you don't have heaps of time until the opportunity to set yourself up for the future runs out. True. You should be teenagers and enjoy life while you still can, but this doesn't justify you throwing away your time in order for a small boost on the hedonic treadmill. And if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that time is limited. Well, for myself at least, this year flew by. Now, I know that you all have wonderful wishes and dreams that you'd probably do anything for to get, and I definitely recommend that you don't procrastinate and put your future self in jeopardy. I myself am a victim of procrastination, so I can't really speak without coming across as hypocritical, but it's something that I'm working on. A famous quote that I saw many, many months ago is, the consequence of procrastination is the life we could have had. 
So spend your resources well and don't let something that you'll forget in about less than a week sabotage your successful future. Now, I'm not saying sit at your desk for the rest of your life, but find a good balance in between for yourself. Another aspect that the coronavirus showed was true friends and relationships. A lot of you may have noticed that you're only friends with some people because you see them five times a week, and it is a sad reality. I recommend that you note down what you notice with friends. If the lockdown happened and you didn't even connect with someone once, take note of that. This really shows how the coronavirus has impacted us by widening our eyes and allowing us to see past the foggy uncertainty of life. Now, I want you to think, how would your life look right now if we didn't go through this pandemic?